I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode 37, What is Keeping You from Creating the Life You Want? Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello and welcome to Mamas and Money. I am so glad that you are here. I hope you've had a beautiful week. I want to tell you a little bit about my week and what happened. I had many unexpected adventures is what I'm calling them. And actually, I think they happened for a reason, not only for my personal growth and development, but also so I could share them with you today because they're going to go right along with our topic of what's keeping us from living the life that we want. And so I'm going to give you a little background about what happened. Last week, we had a couple of appliances that decided to no longer work as they're supposed to. We have a refrigerator that no longer could keep food cold and our dishwasher that started to fall apart and not work properly. We decided we needed to get a couple of new appliances. We went and got those new appliances. They arrived at our home this week. Our refrigerator was installed professionally. And then our dishwasher was left up to my husband and I to decide if we wanted to install it or if we wanted to have someone else install it for us. Well, we decided, let's try and do this ourselves. Now, my husband and I are great at a lot of things, (laughs) but installing dishwashers is not one of them. (laughs) We found that out rather quickly. And so a very simple project in most people's eyes was a multi-hour project for my husband and I. And I'm so grateful to my in-laws who came over and helped us in that process, but it helped us realize that is not our wheelhouse. However, we learned a lot about dishwashers (laughs) and how to install them. And the second experience that I had this week was my daughter called me from school and I could tell she was really worried and upset. So I'm like, what's wrong, hun? And she goes, Mom, I took off my watch to not get any food on it. And I accidentally threw it away with my tray into the garbage. Can you come up to school and help me look for it? I said, yeah, let's figure it out. So I drove up there and the custodian brought out a ladder to the big garbage can, the big dumpster outside. I'm not very tall, so (laughs) I had needed some help getting into the dumpster and we proceeded to look for this watch. My daughter said she never thought she would ever see her mom dumpster diving. And to be honest, I never thought that was going to be something I would be doing either. But here we were looking for this watch. And I'm grateful that it had a little alarm system on it. So it only took us a couple bags to look through and we found her watch. Now it was covered in food and chocolate milk, which we needed to come home and clean off, but it's working just fine now. And in reflecting on these two experiences, I wanted to share that because I wanted to give you the power of coaching and what it's done for me in my life. Because even a few years ago, before I found coaching, I would have looked at these experiences and thought about these experiences completely different. And I think those experiences would have yielded even more difficult results for me. So let me explain. A few years ago, if my appliances had broken down, I made it may have thought things like, Why is this so hard? Why is this happening to me? When it rains, it pours. How am I going to figure this out? This is so hard. What I found is that compounds the problem for me. 
because not only do I have appliances that aren't working, but then I also have all of these negative thoughts around it that's not helping me create what I want. And instead, this time around, what I thought was instead of thinking how horrible this is, I thought the thoughts that came to me were, I get to look for new appliances. That's so great. I get to see if I can find even better appliances out there that I can put in my kitchen, which was a complete shift for me, but it completely changed the experiences I had around it as well. And when it came to my daughter calling me about her watch, I think in the past, I would have been more prone to saying things like, oh, why couldn't you have been more responsible for your watch? I can't believe I have to get in this gross dumpster and do this. I don't want to do this. This is awful. This is not what I wanted to do today. It made it be an even more negative experience. But instead, my thought was, let's figure this out. Let's see how we can solve this problem, which once again was a shift for me that I was able to see. This is mindset. This is the power of coaching at work. And what I thought was interesting too, is because after the experience, my daughter was like, this was the most stressful day, but it was also the most relieving day. <laughs> I love the way that she used that term. It was the most relief day. And she said, and I asked her to explain that. And she said, well, I was really stressed and upset. And I was worried you would get mad at me for misplacing my watch. And I was like, okay, well tell me, you know, you thought about that, but then tell me about the experience you had. And she's like, you didn't get mad at me at all. And we were able to just go find my watch and I feel so much better. And that really gave me an insight into when I work on me and I gain the insight for me to help me show up as the mom I want to with my own thoughts, then it creates not only the result I want to have, but that can also give the result to my family that can help them have a result they want to have. So instead of getting mad and being upset at my daughter, I was able to just say, Hey, this is the mom I want to be. I want to show up as a calm, collected mom. I want to show up as the mom that says, let's just figure it out. It's okay to make mistakes. And then from her perspective, then we could just go solve the problem, not feel guilt or shame around that either. I just love that insight and experience for me. And I hope that can give you a little bit insight and for you, as you go forward in your own challenges and the own unexpected adventures that you're going to have. And that's, what's going to make this work so powerful for you is not just hearing about my experiences, but then applying the things you learn to your experiences. So you can create the results and ultimately the life that you want moving forward. So, and that's what we're going to talk about today. What's keeping you from the life that you want. I also wanted to split the information that we're doing today into two different shows. So today's going to be part one and next week will be part two. And the reason for that is I feel like there's so much information here that I want you to be able to digest it easily and being able to start applying those things and really taking a look at how they're affecting your life today. So definitely tune in next week as well to get the rest of the presentation here today so that it can help you move forward. So the this amazing woman of the world is Christina Kuzmik. Now, Christina is very, very popular on Facebook. In fact, she's arguably the most famous, inspiring, and funny mom on Facebook today. Her videos have more than 1 billion views. So that's a 
pretty significant impact on our world today. And her mission is to get us to be honest with each other and to encourage each other along the way. I think that is so beautiful. But Christina has quite the story to tell. So Christina has overcome great obstacles and multiple failures, which she says has contributed to who she is today to shape her path to create the success she has today, which is beautiful. Christina immigrated to the U.S. from Croatia as a young child during the war. She experienced the devastation of bombings and loss. And as a young mom, a few years later, she also experienced divorce, poverty, and depression. And it wasn't the life she imagined it to be. She said she always knew she wanted to have a family, but she didn't realize she would marry her first husband at 22. She would have two kids by the age of 26. And by the time she was 27, she was getting a divorce. And in addition to that, once that divorce happened, she plunged into poverty. I want to tell you her words of her story. And this is what she said. After my divorce, I didn't ask for any child support. I just wanted to leave. I didn't want to go through crazy court things. My life, everything felt so dramatic that I just wanted to sort of let me just tiptoe out of this and not cause any extra drama. I was a stay-at-home mom after my divorce. I ended up sharing a little bedroom with two kids, getting two part-time jobs. Living in Southern California is expensive. I couldn't even afford a bed for myself. I slept on the floor. And a friend of mine bought my kids bunk beds. I ended up having to apply for food stamps, which for me was, and I'm sure a lot of parents feel this way at first, oh my gosh, I cannot even provide food for my kids without help. I ended up sinking into a really deep depression. I just got to the point where I was convinced my kids deserved better than me. I'm a loser. I have failed. I am not a good mom anymore. My life is useless. Everything was negative. Everything was bad. I had every homeless shelter in my area written down on a little piece of paper and kept it in my wallet because I was so fearful. My rent would be late and I was always asking my landlord, can you give me an extra day or two? There was just so much fear in everything. The financial struggle and then the internal struggle of I suck and it sucks for my kids that I'm the mom they got. Now, this is not the end of Christina's story. She started to put some videos on social media on Facebook. She wanted to show moms cooking that they could do that would help them out in their everyday busy lives. And as she was doing this, someone reached out to Christina and said, you know what? You need to be part of Oprah's search for the next TV star. And in 2011, Christina won that competition. And because of that, she was able to then start her own cooking show on Oprah's network. Now, a year later, after that cooking show happened, the cooking show didn't work out for Christina. It wasn't the direction that she wanted to go. But because of all the things she had learned over the years, she decided she wanted to be the woman to help moms where she was at, to be a voice for them where they need help. And today she has launched her book, which is Hold On, But Don't Hold Still. She's reached over a billion views. 
on her social media, and she is a voice for moms everywhere. And there's so many different things I love about Christina's story. And so I wanted to point out a few here. Her mission now is to help moms and to help them be honest with each other and encourage us along the way. And I think that is so powerful that we as women, moms, business owners, we need that. We need to be not only honest, but then also being able to encourage one another along our journeys and how much better would the journey be for all of us in doing that. And I also love that she pointed out that she's had to overcome great obstacles and multiple failures, but she's attributed that to shape her path to success today. I think so often we look at those that are successful and wondered how they got there. And she didn't attribute her success to the successful decisions she made, which happened along the way, but she attributed to the obstacles she had to face and the failures that she went through that shaped her path to becoming successful. And I think a lot of times those are the things we want to avoid in our road to creating the life we want, but those are necessary to get there. She also talked about her own trials that she had to go through, the deep depression she had. She was convinced her kids deserve someone better and that her life was useless and that she had been a failure. But she also realized she couldn't keep moving forward if she was stuck in this state. So she was still willing to say, there's another life out there that I want. And I'm going to strive for that. And so she would start doing things like cooking shows in her home, posting on social media. And then someone recognized that and said, hey, you should try out for this. And when she tried out for that contest with Oprah, she caught it, which led to a professional cooking show for a year. But even though that cooking show didn't work out, she didn't let it stop her. She knew from experience she could overcome more and she wanted to do more and she wanted to be that catalyst for women. And she found a way to authentically connect with and inspire others. And it's brought her to where she is and being that resource for women and moms everywhere. And so looking at that, I was thinking about, well, what keeps us from the life that we want? And there's several different things I want to point out today that can keep us from living that life, work and effort, work and effort will be involved to create the life we want. Fear, fear can keep us staying stuck because we're worried about what may happen. What others think or say, we are so programmed to have a group mentality because that's where we can find safety, security, and belonging. So we're worried about going outside of that box, what others may think or say or do. Sometimes we don't know what we want. We may not even sit down and consider what life do we want to have and that can keep us from it. Take us out of our comfort zone. Now our brains actively work against us because it doesn't want us to leave that comfort zone. It feels so good to stay right where we're at. Also, this quote by Michelangelo really stuck with me. And I think it's so poignant <laughs> in what he said. And it said, the greater danger for most of us lies not in setting our aim too high and falling short. 
but in setting our aim too low and achieving our mark. So powerful because part of creating the life we want is also becoming the people we need to become to have that life. It's built in us. It's built in who we are to progress, to become, to grow. And we can't do that if we set the bar low every single time to make it achievable. We need to set the bar high and we can always work towards this and continually learn and grow and become and achieve what we want to achieve. So I want to go into each of these more in depth. And that's why we're splitting this show into two parts, because I want you to be able to absorb this information and really look at it in your own life and what it's creating for you. So work and effort. We might look at, well, this is the life we want, but it's going, what if it's hard work? What if it's work to get there? And I want you to start to answer these questions for yourself. Really take some time and answer these for you because that's where your awareness is going to come from. That's where you are going to grow and develop. So this first question is, what work are you putting in now to achieve what you have now? Sometimes when we think of something new that it's going to be work, it may not be that much different from the work we're doing now. It may just be different work. So if you look at your life now, what work did you have to put in to get you to where you are today? If you have a job, let's say, what work did you need to learn and to do to be successful at your job? Did that come easy? Did it take some time and effort? Did you know everything about that job and how to do it when you first started? Well, it took work and effort to get there as well. What about being a mom? Has it taken work and effort to raise children? 100%. Right? What about developing our own skills, our own learning, how to run a home, how to go after a goal? Everything we do takes some sort of work and effort to get there. So if it's going to take work and effort anyway, wouldn't you want to apply it to living the life that you want? And that's a question you need to ask for you. Now, another thing that comes up a lot, especially in coaching is I don't know how. And I don't know how is easy for our brain because our brain just simply goes, I don't know how to do that. So let's not do that because that's just too hard to figure out. I don't know. <laughs> Right. And that's easy. That's easy to say, I don't know and move on. But if you were to answer that question and this additional question as well, what have you done to figure out what you know now? So for example, when my husband and I were working on the dishwasher, I didn't know how to install a dishwasher. That was something I never studied or never practiced. I just thought, Hey, I saw a show on YouTube. I think we can do this. And so how did I figure that out? I had to learn a little bit and I had to try it. And you can look in all different areas of your life. What have you done to figure it out? And you are always your best resource to figure it out. 
of course you can get advice from others. You can get opinions and experience from others. You can read how-to books or watch YouTube clips. You could do all those things, but you won't find out how you're going to do it until you do it. So if you don't know how to do something like, and I think about being a mom, we can read all the books about being a mom. We can study, we can do YouTube clips, we can do all the things, but we won't know how to be a mom until we're a mom and we figure it out as we go. So next time you go to, I don't know, answer that question. How would you figure it out? And too often we can allow this, I don't know, to keep us from the living the life we want. So the more we can answer that for ourselves, the more successful we'll be to then get to the life we want to have. Now, this next question is what it is, what if it is too much work? And I want you to answer, what is too much? What does too much look like? How would you define too much? And is the life you want worth it? Now, our brains are fascinating. They're amazing. And they aren't doing things wrong here. This is how they're designed to function. But our, one of our main functions of our brain is to keep us efficient and do as little extra work as needed. So if we are living our lives now and we know the work, what we need to do, we've learned how to do the job or our business. We've learned how to raise our kids to where they're at right now. Our brain goes, why do you want to do anything extra? Why do you want to learn something new? Why do you want to try something maybe you've never done before? Because that sounds like work. <laughs> and it is, it is work, but is the life you want worth it? Is it worth the work? And too much is relative. Someone's too much work may be different from your too much work. And is it what you want to create the life you want? And what if I put in the work and I don't achieve success? Now, this one is going to move us right into our next thought about what's keeping us from living the life we want, which is fear. But what if you don't achieve that success? Well, what you need to do is what is success for you? And you need to answer that for you. What is success for you? And are you willing to keep working until you have achieved success? So success is going to look different for everybody. And that's the beautiful thing that your success and my success may look different from somebody else's. My success and what I define as success may be different from your success. And that's okay. We can define success any way we want to. Now, here's the thing though. The only way that you won't achieve your success is if you quit, is if you stop working towards it. So it's completely up to you if you want to keep working until you achieve it. And in that way, there's no way you can't be successful. Now, of course, there might be things we go into. Let's say we are trying to run a business, for example, and the business doesn't work out the way that we want. We may pick different routes and different vehicles to get us to that success, even if that particular way didn't work out the way we want. But the only way your success is limited if you is if you decide to stop. So it's all within your control, which is great news. 
And everything we're talking about here today is all internal work. So nothing outside of us is creating the life that we have right now. What is creating the life we have right now is everything we think and believe in our mindset about the life we have. So we do the internal work and it's going to show on the outside, which is amazing. So all of this that we're talking about so far is all what we think and believe in our, within ourselves about these different things, about work and effort. And you get to decide what you are going to do and answer those and what you think and believe about them. Now, fear is one that can keep us from the life that we want if we allow it to. And as I was considering this and thinking about this, I wanted to divide fear into a couple different categories. One is the fear of failure. And the other is fear of success. I think it's so fascinating because both of these are in the future. These are, haven't happened yet, but we fear what could happen. And we fear because of certain things. We fear, what will it mean about me? What will change in my life? And is the learning and growth worth it? So nothing has happened yet, but yet we have our brains go into, ooh, we've never done this before. Can we do this? Is this going to be dangerous? Is this going to harm us? We need to keep us safe. It's not worth trying something new because we may not be safe doing it. Now, our brains sometimes can get a little confused about it because they think our brains might say, hey, we're trying something new that could kill us, that could be dangerous. Whereas we know that trying something new may not kill us or be dangerous, but it is the unknown. And especially as we're looking into creating the life that we want, we may have to try new things. But those new things won't be so detrimental that our brain thinks it is to hurt us or to kill us. But yet our brain doesn't know that. It just assumes anything new is dangerous. And so that's kind of why I have this picture on here. Because <laughs> sometimes traveling down a new road or trying something new, there's the fear of the unknown. And so what we can do to address that is look at these things that we're really scared about. What will it mean about me? So much of going into something new and going after the life we want, we not only have judgments of ourselves, but we also worry about the judgments of others. And we'll talk a little bit more about that coming up. But in this one, we worry about what we will think of ourselves. And that doesn't usually come up to our conscious <laughs> necessarily, but we do find ourselves judging ourselves over our decisions. So have you ever had the experience of trying something and maybe it didn't work out to your favor and you start to judge you for it? Do you mean, do you think failure means something negative about you as a person? Do you think failure means that you can't succeed in the future? Does failure mean that you are just no good. And it's kind of like Christina's story, right? She talked about how she thought she was a horrible mom, that her life was useless, that she felt sorry for her and for her kids having the mom they got. And yet look at her today because she tried new things, because she started going after the life she wanted, 
she is now a catalyst for so many other women and moms out there. And how would we miss, what would our world be like if we didn't have a Christina out there or you out there? We need that light. We need that going forward. The next thing we worry about is if I fail, what will it change? Will it change me? Will it change my relationships? Will it change what I'm capable of? Once again, our brains fear the unknown. They don't want us to change. They're comfortable where they're at. They're like, we're surviving. It's fine. We may not always get the results we want, but it's fine. Let's just stay where we're at. We don't need to change anything. But remember again, too, Christina said, failure is what got her to success. That was one of the components. So part of that growth is change in our lives. And then the next thing I have listed here is would the learning and growth be worth it? And let me rephrase that to having the life that you want. Would that be worth it? Would that be worth going into the unknown and possibly failing? And that's a question you get to answer. If it's important to you, if it's connected to what you want to live, it will always be worth it. Fear of success. I think this is so fascinating. And I didn't really consider this a lot before, but I'm starting to consider it more now. I am very familiar with the fear of failure. And I think a lot of us can relate or know a little bit more about the fear of failure. But then there's the opposite side of that that goes, we're afraid of success. And the fascinating thing is, it's very similar to the reasons of why we feel failure. We fear success because what will it mean about me? Once again, we have our brains with us all the time. So we're going to have our own judgments of ourselves if we become successful. We're going to have own judgments of other people judging us if we're becoming successful. What will it change in our lives? We're worried about, will it change who we are? Will it change our relationships? Will it change what we're doing in our lives? But remember, if you're choosing to live the life you want, there will be change. Life is about change and growth. And the next thing, will it be worth it? Would it be worth it to face the fear of success? Once again, you answer that for you. But I know for me, if it's creating the life you want to live and getting the results that you want, it's worth it. Next thing I want to cover is what others may think, say, or do. It is built in our very natures to want to be part of a group wanting to have that belonging, wanting to have those around us like us, wanting to feel a part of something. And of course, back in the day, it actually meant survival for us. But nowadays, it's not so much about survival physically. We don't need to stay in packs to hunt or to watch out for danger. But our brain still tends to think that way. So anytime we do anything different from the group, then we feel this discord. We feel, okay, we're doing something different. They're not sure about it. We're not sure about it. It feels uncomfortable. And we don't like straying from the group. We don't like doing different things from the group. So that can actually keep us from living the life that we want. We surround ourselves with those that think like us, those that have the same mindset, some beliefs as us, whether that's through faith or whether that's just our own beliefs about certain things, whether it's our own mindsets around 
money or the way we should live or how to be a mom or whatever it may be, we can, we formulate similar friendships and those around us that think very similar. And so because we do that, it helps us stay safe. It helps us stay comforted. But when we go outside of that, we open ourselves up to like, why is she doing that? That's different. We don't think like that. We don't see that in our lives. Why is she deciding to do that? We can feel discomfort. It can be painful and change in our lives. So someone may see, so for example, if you have in your life and you want to create something different in your life, let's say you're in a group that loves to get together and talk about how much they dislike their jobs. And they may say, you know, yeah, I just had this really terrible experience at work. I just really don't like where I work. And it's kind of like an unwritten thing where you guys like, yeah, we can all come and complain about jobs and we can all relate to each other and support each other in that. But let's say you go out and get a job that you really love and you're with your group of friends and you talk about how much you love your job. That starts to create a little discomfort in the group because it makes it just a little bit harder to relate because they're like, well, we don't like our jobs. You like your job. What do we now relate to each other? Because it can create a little bit of discomfort. But for you in your life, that's helping you create the life that you want because you love your job. It's helping you have the experiences you want every day. It's helping you have a great work environment. It's helping you feel less stressed when you come home because you love what you do. But that separation a little bit can be painful and it means change for us. And that sometimes also means we need to change the relationships or, and not saying get rid of them, but change them in a way or be the inspiration to help them also go after what they want in their own lives. And that's the thing you have to ask yourself for once again, look at your own life. Are you choosing your life on someone else's thoughts and beliefs on how your life should go? Are you making decisions so others stay comfortable around you and you get to decide. And if that's where you want to stay, perfect. There's nothing wrong with that. This is only if you're deciding there's more that you want to create in your life. This may be one thing that could be holding you back. And you want to take a look at that and say, is that something I want to do? So we're actually going to stop right there for today and just cover that much of our portion and then definitely come next week for part two to learn more about what's keeping us from living the life that we want and how we can take steps forward. And if you're finding this podcast helpful, but you want to go to the next level in creating confidence with your money, head on over to amberpetersoncoaching.net forward slash courses. There we're going to help you create confidence in your money. And what does confidence do? It's going to help you make those decisions you need to make about your money and feel good about those decisions. It's going to help you generate more abundance and more income where we can look at what is your money mindset creating for you? And is that something that's serving you? Or do you want to create something more? I look forward to seeing you there and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. 
You can reach me by email at amberpetersoncoaching at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.